It's Wednesday the 7th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, we've got this live lunch with Lee just around the corner. It's going to be such a ripping day, isn't it? The weather will be nice. You've got great guests. Yeah, it's going to be a Friday afternoon, 28th of October, down at Cockle Bay in Sydney. So uh, if you go onto our website, Afternoon Sport, there's, uh, I think there's only about 50 tickets left. So should be a packed house. And um, we've got Lenny Pascoe, Richard Cheekwee and Gavin Robertson. So a few cricket stories and a few cricket boys coming in the crowd as well. And I might have a surprise musical guest that uh, mm. people will enjoy today. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to a, a fantastic afternoon of um, good food, few beers and good laughs. Yeah, it looks like a perfect day to me. Absolutely. So go to our website, go get yourself and your friends some tickets. Now we've got a huge show today. The Special K's out of the US Open. Nick Kyrgios charges down the road. Rafa loses. And what about this big AFL TV deal? If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Well, a stack happening at the US Open, of course, Shana, the tennis and the special Ks. Heartbreak for them. Yeah, heartbreak. Uh, losing to Lloyd Glasspool um, and Harry Helvarara. Um, they won the first set, but uh, they had knocked out in the end there. So disappointment for the special Ks, as you said. But that the good news is that frees up um, Nick Kyrgios to play his quarterfinal um, versus the Russian Klakvinov, and uh, who... Nick actually branded his, his competitor once as a pelican. So it's uh, there's going to be no love loss there when these two take the court. Um, with Nadal losing, mate, that puts down Nick Curious for the first time as favourite, a $2.80 favourite to win the US Open. So that with that comes a lot of new pressure now for Nick. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes this round. Well, it looks like the only one that can... I mean, look, I, I don't want to be overstated here. Mm. It looks like the only one that can really beat him here in, in a lot of ways is himself because he's in that kind of form. Yeah. It's very deceptive when you look at Karen Karkanov at 27 in the world and Nick Kyrgios at 23 in the world. Nick Kyrgios at the moment, the way he's playing, is definitely in one of the top 10, if not the top five tennis players in the world. So, um, yeah, he... Let's just hope against hope that he doesn't get in the way of himself. Look, I hope not, mate. What did you think of Rafa's loss? Look, it, it was an interesting loss to Francis Defoe, the American. Um, it's the earliest uh, he's ever been knocked out um, in the US Open in six years. Um, and he's only lost this year. <laughs> um, mm. So it's a huge loss for him. So Nick must be sitting at home now thinking, I am actually a real chance here to win my first major. And uh, as you said, Timmy, it's only he that can get in his way. Yeah, we're seeing the rise and rise as we change tack and look at the cricket of Cameron Green. And uh, I'm looking forward to a huge summer from him. Um, we, we're, we're seeing a little bit of a, a prelude, aren't we, with uh, the series against Zimbabwe, now this series against New Zealand. I was on the couch with uh, the kids watching this yesterday and uh, he guided Australia to victory. But again, problems for Aaron Finch. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a real issue there. There is, mate. Australia getting home, they're only chasing 
uh, New Zealand's tail of 232. And we got there with about mm. 10 balls to spare. It wasn't a great game of cricket to watch. I thought New Zealand had the chance to win this game on numerous occasions. Um, that's went where the spinners and went through the motions. Cameron Green played beautiful, uh, as you said. 89 not out. Alex Kerry also getting 85. Finch out LBW to bolt, swinging the ball back. He's in a world of trouble. He just looks like he's playing with really heavy feet. Um, it was interesting to see Cameron Green towards the end. There was a five-minute delay due to cramp. He was cramping up in every muscle in his body, from his calf to his groin, um, into his ribs. Um, I thought they should have made him actually leave the field because he laid on the ground for five minutes. The New Zealand bowlers got pretty cold, um, hadn't been bowling for a while, and uh, it really turned it in Australia's favour. But, yeah, just a really slow, ordinary game of cricket, I thought. But Australia with the win nonetheless. Do you think any, many people knew it was even on? The the PR machine no. around this in Cricket Australia, it's just like, uh, let's just plonk this stuff out there. It's, it's I think a lot of people were surprised. to You know, the Zimbabwe thing, oh, you get that. But a series against New Zealand, I thought they would have put a few bells and whistles around it. You'd think so too. And, and, and you can see too with the commentators, not, there's not even the proper comment, commentary team there. So... It's just a bit of an afterthought, isn't it? We need to get these games away. Let's put them on pre-season while the footy finals are still on. And then we'll almost we'll start our summer uh, in, a, you know, in, a, in a month's time. It's just, I'd rather not see them play at all. Cameron Smith nominated for major for this major PGA Tour award. And, and it's, look, he has to be nominated. He's won three times over the course of the season, including that great win at the Open Championship for his first major. But... Obviously, the you know this line, the ointment here is that he has <laughs> defected to the Live Tour, and for the voting, the final voting, of whoever gets the award of the Player of the Year in the PGA Tour, it's going to be voted upon by the players and many, uh, looking obviously at uh, the Rebel Tour with uh, you know like downturned faces. So uh, there's very little chance that he will get this award. I wouldn't say very little chance. I'd say there's no chance at all. Zero, yeah. yeah. there is zero. It's it's unfortunate. As you said, he's had a he's world number two. He's had three wins with the British Open. A brilliant year. He's very well liked amongst the uh, the other players on tour. Um, but unfortunately, he's got $140 million. There's going to be a bit of jealousy there. and There's no way the PGA Tour or the players will, will vote for him. Reasonable crowd, Allianz Stadium last night. It's, it's been a busy few days, hasn't it? We've seen the, the Roosters play, of course. Then we saw the Wallabies play. Then the Matildas play last night. We're back there this weekend with Souths and Roosters for that elimination final. Yeah. Uh, the Matildas losing again, 2-1. Yeah, once again. And it was pretty sort of the same sort of stuff, wasn't it? 2-1 uh, to Canada, not very inspiring, um, nothing new. Uh, yeah, the Gustafson keeps saying, you've got to stick with the process. Well, I'm just sick of seeing this team lose. I think, you know, any any team that pulls on the Australian jersey needs to have a bit more oomph than we're currently seeing from the Matildas. Yeah, that system needs to start working yep. real soon. Yep. Stay with us. We've got the footy, all the footy, coming up next. Big TV deal, uh, the richest in the history of Australian sport has been inked for Foxtel and Channel 7 and the AFL. Shane, it, uh, look, they've had a difficult time the last few years, particularly with COVID being a national game. They struggled more than, say, NRL and a few other sports because of that. This is a real boost for them. $4.1 billion. It's just a ridiculous a lot of amount of money. How, how can Channel 7 sell that many ads? 
and Foxtel. I just don't get it. I know subscriptions are down at Foxtel, and TV's on the on the decline as well. And I don't know how they can afford four point one billion. It's just going to be it's, it's an exorbitant amount of money. Um, fantastic for AFL. It puts AFL in a whole new league and. Uh, rugby Union and Rugby League beware because AFL is coming for everything. There's going to be Thursday night games probably every every night of the year um, uh, during the season for the AFL. Uh, huge amount of money. And you'll see this um, stadium be built now in Tassie. So Tasmania will have its own AFL licence. It'll, it'll be huge, huge reward down for people who love the AFL in Tasmania. Yeah, look, I can see the money, Shano. I can see mm. why they've spent the amount of money that they've spent because these days when it comes to sports rights, you get all the digitisation yep. and everything that mm. goes with it. And because of the nature of viewing, like if you and I, or just say you and Lorraine or Josie and I want to watch a show, we'll tape it generally, won't we? Yep. Or we'll go back and watch it on a stream. The only things that are really things that you'll watch live are sport Correct. and news. So that puts a massive ticket against it. Now, I think Tasmania, they've got a population closing in on 600,000 um, mm-hmm. for the state of Tasmania. I think they deserve an AFL team. I really do. Uh, they're putting this new stadium on the table as part of a bid for an AFL licence. We've seen Hawthorne use Tasmania as their second home. It's probably time. It's definitely time. And um, look, I've been going down to Tasmania for cricket uh, since the early, mm. early, or well, the late 80s, right? And um, they love their AFL down there. They always have. Um, they're passionate about it. They love their sport. Tasmania and Hobart, it's, it's a cracking city at the moment. And um, people who haven't been down there, go down there. The food and the wine's outstanding. Um, and I think they deserve to have their own ground. And uh, as you said, there's a big population there, Timmy. A lot of people are moving down there for the, the real tree change. And you know, I think the Tasmanians deserve it. Yeah, you're not getting the specials on the houses you used to no. do either, are you? The prices have gone up right across the board. But yeah, like you, I've spent a lot of time down there working and uh, it's it's a phenomenal place and when it comes to AFL uh, there's very few places in this country that are more passionate mm. about it now Latrell Mitchell he wasn't happy with being booed um, the other day now that's going to happen again big time I don't know I and I don't like it I don't, I don't like booing personally but how do you stop it um, it's a small element of the crowd that make a lot of noise um, it started a little bit of a, a tit for tat with Luke Keery saying come on mate but um, look, I don't like the booing, but you're not going to stop it. You're not going to stop it. I, I, what I don't like about this and what Latrell Mitchell has said, he's comparing this booing to what Adam Goods was uh, experienced, and I think very different things. Adam Goods, I think, was he was booed for some of the stuff he and the outspokenness he had for the Aboriginal people, and I thought that was appalling uh, how Adam Goods was treated. I don't see this with Latrell Mitchell at all. I see this as he's gone to the biggest rivalry in sport in this country is Roosters versus South and he's left the Roosters to go to the team that they hate the most they're not booing him because of any Aboriginal sort of uh, stuff They've, they're booing him because he's gone to the to the rifle team it's as simple as that and and then even he admitted when he played for New South Wales they didn't boo him so it's nothing to do with Adam Goods or what he's experienced there it's purely because he's just gone to a team that they hate get over it Get over it. Yeah, and I think it's doubled down by the fact of what happened with Joey Manu, isn't it? And yeah. that's still pretty fresh in their minds that one of their superstars and one of his great mates in that tackle that yes. uh, left left him disfigured there and he had to get the operation. And 
Uh, yeah, it's going to be a cracking game of footy. It really is. It's a, it's a huge weekend now. I can't wait. Um, Cameron Munster has parked his negotiations until Melbourne finishes its finals campaign. Yeah, I, I would have said only probably two, three months ago that's no chance Cameron Munster will leave um, the Melbourne Storm. But just the way that they've played this year and his comments saying, yes, I am going to park it now until the end of the, the final series, but a move to Queensland is very appealing from my family's perspective. Um, so th- there is a chance that the Dolphins may get him, mate, um, particularly if, if they get knocked out this week uh, and the Storm are gone. I, I think you might see Cameron Munster leaving. I don't know. I've got, I've got a funny feeling now. His time down in Melbourne, in cold Melbourne, may be traded for the sunny coast up, up in Queensland. Yeah, and that's the thing. Where, where they're based, you could live if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, at the lower end of the Sunshine Coast and get an absolutely beautiful place on the water and then uh, um, visit uh, Redcliffe for training and everything else. And mm. Wayne Bennett, obviously, there's a carrot there. Now, we mentioned Cameron Smith earlier. He'd be thousands to win this award on the PGA Tour. you got a little Tiger Woods yarn? I do, mate. So uh, I was look, watching a bit of uh, – some sort of into my golf a bit at the moment and trying to improve my own game, which is pretty, pretty, pretty appalling. Um, but Tigers was saying that his dad taught him when he was putting, he'd look up three times when he was standing over the putt. He would take a mental picture. So he'd look up once, take the mental picture of the hole. Then he'd look down. Then he'd look up again, take another picture, and he did that three times. And then he said he would putt towards the picture. So it took out all the pressure. Well, I did this on Father's Day as I was putting. But the only mental picture that I had in my head was Tiger Woods sitting around with about four blondes <laughs> drinking <Ooh>. scotch. <laughs> so I four-putted twice. <laughs> Did, didn't work for me at all. <laughs> and if you, look like, if you look at the documentary, Earl could have been with him. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com. If you're in the market for a racehorse, they are the guys to talk to. They'll point you in the right direction, Tim. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like The Dragon Cast with Ferris and Gale. Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale put on the rose-coloured glasses to discuss the rugby league soap opera starring St George Illawarra and the NRL. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.